welcome to a special episode of the Jambase podcast. I'm Scott Bernstein, and Jambase will be teaming with Neighbor to present Into the Sun 2022 at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke, Massachusetts from September 9th through the 11th. This special Into the Sun installment of the Jambase podcast features an interview with Richard James of Neighbor about the event, the band's history, its future, and more. I'm so excited for Into the Sun. It's going to be my first time seeing Neighbor. After three years of watching their live streams, listening to their concert recordings, and Neighbor's going to play in a different configuration each night. The band's Friday night performance at Into the Sun will be as Neighbor 9. The lineup for Neighbor 9 is the band's Richard James on keyboards and vocals, Lyle Brewer on guitar, Dan Kelly on bass, and Gene Johnston on drums, along with saxophonist Matt Wayne, trombonist Rob Cron, trumpeter James Cronin, and backing vocalists Joanne Cassidy and Renee Dupuy. Then we'll get the classic four-piece neighbor lineup on Saturday, September 10th. And finally, on September 11th, the band will begin with their first ever unplugged session. They'll do a short changeover and then they'll go electric. Morphine saxophonist Dana Colley will be Neighbor's special guest on Sunday. Into the Sun, just like our As Summer Into Autumn Slips headlined by the Slip event at Soundcheck Studios from October 7th through 9th, puts a focus on original music. No tribute sets here. Into the Sun attendees will get to see three acts each night running between 7 p.m. and midnight. The Jennifer Hartswick Band, Neighbor 9, and Duo Chrome perform on Friday, September 9th. The 9th is a big night for Jayha, as she'll be releasing her studio album that day, Something in the Water. Jennifer's band will include her tab bandmate, bassist Desron Douglas. Duo Chrome recently announced an album, and they'll be treating Into the Sun as their album release party as well. Saturday's action at Into the Sun features Neighbor, The Nth Power, and Jen teaming up with old pal Nick Casarino for a duo set. Hartswick will serve as the artist at large on Sunday, September 11th, for a night featuring performances from Neighbor, Club Delph, and the Natalie Cressman and Ian Ficchini duo. Look for Jen and Natalie to guest with Club Delph. Get your tickets now at IntoTheSun2022.com. That's IntoTheSun2022.com. Hope to see you there. All right, now back to Ricky. I spoke with the keyboardist and vocalist via video call last week. The band had just wrapped up one of its first tours, including stops in whole new markets for Neighbor. James told me about the incredible chemistry he has with his bandmates and the unbelievable support live music fans gave Neighbor over the past few weeks. The quartet has a fantastic connection with their fans, and it really has been that way ever since they first took the stage nearly four years ago. After we discussed Into the Sun, Ricky recalled Neighbor's origins and the grassroots fashion in which they've grown that fan base. Neighbor isn't on Spotify, a situation that's likely to change soon, but instead they've spread their music the old-fashioned way by giving out CDs and making live shows freely available for download. The Four Piece has their debut studio album in the works. Ricky filled me in on the status of the LP and explained how Neighbor went about choosing the 12 songs they focused on from a repertoire of nearly 100 tunes. Listen to my interview with Neighbor's Richard James, which fittingly will lead into with a bit of their song, Into the Sun.
Well, I'm happy to welcome neighbors Richard James to the Jab Base podcast. How's it going, Ricky? It's going great. Happy to be here, Scotty. Excellent. And Jab Base is teaming with Neighbor to present Into the Sun 2022 at Soundcheck Studios in Prentbrook, Massachusetts from September 9th through September 11th. Let's go backwards and start by talking about the event before we dive into Neighbor's history. You guys are going to be playing three different types of sets over the course of the weekend. And on Friday, Neighbor will play a Neighbor 9 set as a nine-piece, featuring the band joined by a three-piece horn section and two backing vocalists. Can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind Neighbor 9? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so my uh, my whole life growing up as a musician, I've always loved, um, you know, big, bigger style bands of music and more elements. And, you know, the way that Neighbor is is set up is it's, it's a four piece and it's great. I love it. Um, but, you know, we wanted to add some uh, some other elements into the music and just see how we could express ourselves and our songs a little bit differently. And we added a three piece horn section uh, and two female vocalists. And we've done it. Uh, we've done it a few different times and it's it's amazing. It's uh, it's so cool for our fans to just have a different take to on, on the music. So we're really excited to do it again at, uh, at Into the Sun here. And and uh, yeah, we're, we're psyched for the opportunity. And do you have a long relationship with, with these musicians, with, with Matt on sax and Rob on trombone and James yeah. on trumpet? Yeah, I um, You know, I've been playing with, with these guys probably for the last you know decade or so. Um, we uh, just added in um, James Cronin, uh, trumpet player. Uh, but it was the last two times we played with uh, Lee Neckritz, uh, sax player. Um, and, you know, they've all, they're all homies. I mean, it, it's great. They're all great at reading charts. They can do stuff really well on the fly. Um, Matt is a Jedi at writing uh, horn charts and really neat charts um, so people can people can dive right in and, uh, and do the tunes justice, um, without, you know, too many rehearsals. Um, and, uh, the, uh, female vocalists, um, uh, Renee and Joanne, Joanne, I just recently met, um, playing some music on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, and, um, Renee is, is an old friend from, uh, from Gloucester and both are just, incredible incredible vocalist um very very strong powerful voices and and uh it's nice for me to be able to you know give up the uh the lead vocal from time to time have and have them take over and just blow it out it's really awesome so yeah it's uh i've, I've known i've known these folks for a little bit and and uh it's always fun playing with them will you get a decent amount of prep time beforehand yeah um definitely and we're probably, you know, we might pick a few songs that we've done before in, in The Neighbor Nine and also add in a handful of new tunes, too. So um, we'll have, yeah, we'll have some prep time to do it. And I think um, I think the night before uh, the Neighbor Nine show on September 8th, we're going to be uh, taking over soundcheck and, and getting a rehearsal in down there. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's all in place and we're we're super psyched and ready to go. Sweeter 
And then Saturday is going to be a regular set. And then Neighbor's going to go unplugged for the first time for portions of Sunday's performance. Have you given thought yet to what material will best translate to the acoustic format? Yeah, I mean, we kind of did something like it, but it wasn't it wasn't fully unplugged. It was uh, we did um, we did a concept called Ballads and Bluegrass at the press room in Portsmouth. And it was a ton of fun. They had a, you know, a grand piano on stage. Um, and, you know, we did a bunch of blue t- uh, bluegrass tunes and ballads. And I think what we want to do with this is just um, make make the tunes that we uh, usually take out and have fun with, you know, electric uh, and and see what we can do to make them, you know, turn them on their head a little bit and, and have fun with them uh, acoustically. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to we're going to have a nice array of of tunes um not just ballads or bluegrass tunes but uh yeah. even the rockers we're going to pull out and, and see what we can do with them so very cool and yeah one thing we're so excited about for for both this event and the one that we're putting on with with the slip and friends the next month is that it really gives a showcase to or original music you know and and we've got jennifer hartswick aboard for all three nights and and jen releases her new album something in the water that friday night and she's going to be performing a full band set um with an ensemble that includes her her tab bandmate desron douglas on bass and uh you you, you think we can uh, see some collaborations with with jennifer at some point during this weekend i would absolutely love that um i i hope that uh a Jen and I connect beforehand and we have some ideas that's for sure um that we'd like Jen to uh uh some songs that we'd love Jen to perform with uh, either you know on trumpet or on uh on vocals um so yeah we're we've been thinking about it so I I think this week we're probably gonna connect and and uh and try to make make some collaborations happen excellent I am glad to hear that Soundcheck Studio holds a special place in my heart. Um, I I went to Skidmore College with uh, three of the four co-owners of, of the the venue, and uh, I know it also. I think it's fair to say that Soundcheck holds a special place in in, in neighbor history. Uh, it sure does. Yeah. yeah. So you know you know the Herman boys. I know the Herman boys. I know <laughs> them very well. Very cool. Um, yeah, they. Man, it certainly does hold a special place in our heart. It became home um, for us after Thunder Road um, and during the pandemic. And uh, those guys, man, they opened up their doors to us when we were growing uh, in a really dark time. Um, And just like (laughs) they just gave us the opportunity to continue pushing. Um, You know, we did a live stream um, every Tuesday from Soundcheck Studios. We hired a video team and an audio engineer and a lighting director, and we put on um, a, you know a really nice professional looking multicam uh, show every single Tuesday night. And uh, people were coming and they were buying the streams and they needed something to do during the winter and in 2020. And uh, and it was uh, it was a 2021. I think it was a, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it, it might have been. It's all a blur. I don't even know what year it is now, but we uh 
we, you know, we got something going for people all winter long when there wasn't anything happening. And that was all thanks to Soundcheck Studios and, you know, um, Tom Papp and the Herman brothers and, and uh, the owners over there and, you know, everybody who was involved in the production. And, you know, that we went from doing it locally, performing locally at Thunder Road and growing, you know, grassroots style as, you know, just a residency band. and that uh that winter uh planet silver live from planet silver series at soundcheck studios it just opened up the doors to like anybody who wanted to watch and was inquisitive so our neighbor fans you know they kept telling people from all over the country you gotta watch you gotta watch check them out see what's going on here and and you know when we were looking at the uh the optics of you know who's tuning in um, it was people from all over the country and not only the country, but all over the world, which was crazy. So That's incredible. It was, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of opened up the doors for neighbor. And, uh, it was super exciting to, to just see who was tuning in every week. So yeah, soundcheck definitely. And we've probably played about 20 shows, you know, indoors and outdoors. And we've had some really just crazy shit happen there with, with, in a good way. Um, you know, musically where it just, uh, it's, you had to be there. <laughs> That's all I can say, but yeah, soundcheck is pretty amazing. And it hosted your third anniversary show. Not that long ago at the beginning of the year. That's right. Yeah. We did three sets, um, three sets, uh, for three years. And that was, that was a really exciting, uh, that was a really exciting show. Um, we played, played so many songs. We just tried to, you know, get in as many as we could do some new stuff too. So the three year anniversary was definitely a special show there. And I, I haven't had a chance to um, visit soundcheck since the pandemic started. So I'm really excited to see the room that's opened up um, that, that, that they opened up last year when I come see you guys uh, and into the sun. So it's going to be extremely special for me. I'm, I'm nice. way oh, excited. Man, like you're going to be there. That's awesome. Uh, absolutely. And speaking of old friends, let's get into neighbor history for those unfamiliar. And uh, you, you and neighbor guitarist Lyle Brewers were actually neighbors as kids. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we were uh, we were next door neighbors growing up, and you know we used to play down in Lyle's basement and in my basement in elementary and middle school and high school, and and then you know I graduated before Lyle. I'm a couple years older, and I went my way and went to school at Berkeley and started playing with all kinds of people. And Lyle went his way, went to the New England Conservatory of Music. Um, and he went his way and he started playing with Ryan Montblou for a while. And I started playing with Pink Talking Fish. And, uh, you know, I had my own, my own group as well. And, and then, uh, I went down to New Orleans and I, I had a lesson with John Cleary. Um, and, uh, thanks to my wife, she, uh, she hooked it up, which was super nice. And, um, went down there and saw that John, you know, was touring all over the world and also was able to hold down a residency, uh, and, you know, vet his, his material. And, and, uh, it was just, it was eye opening for me. So I came back, I called Lyle and I was like, Hey man, you want to, you know, <laughs> you want to play some tunes again? And, you know, Lyle was teaching at Berkeley and, um, he said, yeah, let's, let's give it a go. And man, it just, it just worked. It just like 
we started writing music and before we know it in a year we had 60 songs um and you know we wrote a whole rock odyssey called silver um that's 80 minutes and into the uh, sun is one of those songs correct so into the sun is actually the prequel to uh silver it's it's a little bit (laughs) it's it's a it's a little bit complicated but yeah into the sun was written as the prequel to um to silver and there's a few other a few other tunes um in the prequel that that um go before the uh the actual rock odyssey but it's uh yeah it's it's been super exciting you know ever since we started writing together i think we have maybe 110 or 15 original tunes um and uh i think that's a big reason too why you know why people are are excited to come to shows because they know they're either going to get something new or they're going to get something that they haven't seen for a while or you know it's going to be something completely different which which is uh which is exciting for us too and you know it keeps keeps it fresh um but yeah it's uh lila's lila's uh my oldest bud man I'd, We've uh, we we say that neighbor was actually established in 1989. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, Lyle's uh, great. And how did you um, bring Dean and, and Dan into the equation? Um, so we uh, we had two other dr- uh, drummer and a bass player, and uh, you know sometimes things work out and sometimes they don't. And we uh, Dan came down one night and he sang and he played bass and sounded great and um you know dan ended up becoming the bass player for neighbor and um zach from pink talking fish was the original drummer uh for neighbor and you know zach was super busy between work and um you know and playing and touring and pink talking fish and um wasn't quite ready for you know to take on another full project so uh we got uh lyle just said hey man there's this guy in boston he's he just you know he said he wanted to play some music uh, with me and you know I thought this would be a good opportunity and so he came in and the first show I was like hey man here's 35 songs <laughs> and, uh, wow. he he came in and just knocked it out of the park and he just like you know without even playing with us ever he just he drove the train you know he he was he was a conductor and uh for me it was like holy crap like guy who's never you know but He's, you know, he's played all styles of music. He also plays in Club Delph, um, which is a super exciting improvisational, um, you know, Moroccan-inspired group. So he's just... also be playing at Into the Sun. They will be, yeah. And uh, it's, um, you know, rhythmically, he's amazing. Time, tempo-wise, he's amazing. And he's just a great dude. So it's, the four of us really enjoy being with each other the road seems to be pretty easy and um it's uh it's really exciting when we're on stage so it's uh yeah we always look forward to to getting out there and playing for people you guys recently completed a, a, a tour you went out to colorado you went to montana and i saw a beautiful post from dean that he put on on neighbors which is the facebook community um for for neighbor fans and it was just a a, a really heartfelt post about how great a time he had on the road and how special this whole situation has has been for him i i, I take it the tour went well yeah, it, it it really did. And that's kind of what I was referring to, you know, it, um, anytime, 
you know, anytime you decide to get in the van and you're over, you know, the age of 30, our bass player isn't quite there yet, but uh, I mean, anytime you decide to get in the van and drive thousands and thousands of miles, it's, uh, you know, you just hope you come home alive. So, you know, to be with three other guys or four other guys that you enjoy being with and um, and you can trust each other and have each other's back in any situation. And and you just kind of, you know, you can you know, you understand each other, who they are and and uh, what they get and need out of what we're all doing. Um, You know, it, it becomes a really pleasant experience. And and on top of it, you know, I think the most the majority of that post had to do with the people the people that we met uh on the road because without the folks on the road um we would have been swamped we wouldn't have made any money you know gas is four plus a gallon and hotels are expensive and flights are expensive and um unbelievably we uh only paid for four or five hotels in for five people in two weeks because people put us up people that didn't know us opened up their doors. Um, they reached out, they said, Hey, how can we help you? Can we buy you a tank of gas? You stay at our, you know, you can stay at our place. Um, a very nice guy who flew out to our show in Montana. He, he bought us, uh, um, you know, a, a trailer tire. <laughs> we blew a tire in Montana. He, yeah, she bought us two, and uh, you know we were able to have two new tires on the trailer, and uh, put the one that wasn't blown out as a spare. And so I, you know, the fact that we didn't have to, you know, kill each other, and all, like this, all these situations were, you know, crazy difficult, and you know, you had to pay for trailer to like, you know, the people made it, made it really like just a great, great time, and it made it a little bit easier to do something that's really difficult. Um, so, um, you know, aside from that, just everybody that we met on the road was incredible. They were just so nice. They were so excited to, to see the band for the first time. Every show that we played was pretty much a new market. It was a new market. So, um, you know, just being able to show people for the first time, what they've been wanting to see was just a super special experience. Um, so yeah, I, I hear where Dean's coming from. And yeah, I, I, it's not a, a new development for neighbor to have such diehard and de- devoted fans. I mean, it seems to, to me that it pretty quickly once, even in the Thunder Road days, uh, Thunder Road is a, for those un, un, unfamiliar with a club in the Boston area that is since closed, but his uh, neighbor started residency there. And, uh, you know, I remember seeing photos of fans, you know, with the band out, outside after the, sh- the show. And, you know, it, it seemed like that that started pretty quickly, the, this you know, fervent nature of, of your fan base. It was, um, it was this really cool symbiotic relationship between the band and the fans. Um, (coughs) excuse me, they, they looked out for us and we made sure that every week we gave them a, you know, a musical and visual experience that, 
you know, they can rely on every single Tuesday night and make it fun, um, interact with the crowd, do, you know, do things. I mean, we've written, we've written songs with our fans. We've, you know, written songs about our fans. We've, um, we did like the neighbor awards, which was like, you know, the best dancer, uh, the, <laughs> Uh, the person who's come to the most shows, the person who came from furthest, uh, you know, and just, you know, we call people out and we, you know, we enjoy too just seeing and meeting all these people who are so interested in the music. And I think the fact that, you know, we're showing interest to them, they're showing interest to us. It makes them want to go out and tell pe other people and get them involved and get their friends involved. And honestly, it's, you know, it's just this growing snowball. It's just, cruising down the mountain it's really it's really exciting to be a part of it i mean and and not not just musically um you know the music obviously for me is a big part of it and, and uh you know getting the opportunity to write but the fans and just seeing how excited all the fans are to to be a part of the the neighbor community it's 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 just exciting so yeah It's a long way down from Boston to the hall from you, but two of you can pick it as you know that she'll take care of you. And, and I will tell you my personal experience. Um, I was on Jam Cruise. The last Jam Cruise that uh, went down was in 2020. And thankfully, you guys will be on the next Jam Cruise in 2023. Yeah. But back in 2020, I was on Jam Cruise and my pal Tim, 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 uh, have problems with his last name rustalika i believe is his tim last name tim rustika tim rustika came yeah. up to me and was like there is this band you have to hear and he came to my room all the way across the boat and <laughs> left a cd under my door with <laughs> a note explaining what neighbor was all about and that <laughs> i had to listen to this yeah man i mean that's that's it. That's like, that's what neighbor is. You know, we're not on Spotify. Um, we chose not to, not to use Spotify, you know, this far in our career for whatever reason, but you know, I feel like, you know, and, and we are, we're, we're going to be using Spotify once the record comes out. So that's going to be exciting for people to be able to finally share the music on a, on a gigantic uh, platform. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's the one to one, you know, where somebody hears it, and you know they have to seek it out. They they get a soundboard recording or they get a CD, and then they you know or ask you know for us to burn them some CDs to give to people, and we do it. You know, that's the thing. Like the we've always uh, done what we say we're going to do and send people things and you know CDs and press stuff and um, you know. To, for that human interaction to happen and not to just swipe one tune that sounds like another tune that sounds like another tune it's 
you know, sure, it's one way to discover, but you know, for us, it's like the neighbor way. It's uh, it's the community aspect of it is for somebody to actually interact with another person and receive the music some way from that person, whether it's in the, a friendly email or you know a text message with a uh, with a, a soundboard recording or an actual physical CD and. Well, that's how the band kind of started. I I I bought a um, I bought ten uh, ten disc CD duplicators, and I could burn a hundred CDs in like five minutes. And um, you know, we would record our live shows from Thunder Road. Uh, and although the recordings weren't the best, Patrick, I'm sorry, they weren't the best. They were great. We're glad <laughs> you got them. We really really appreciate that you were there and captured them, Patrick. But we're doing a much better job now. Um, and I know you're, you're happy about that, but, uh, I would go up in my barn and I bought like, you know, some DJ was going out of business and I got all 10 towers, CD towers and two thermal image printing, uh, machines, you know, to actually make the CDs look good and like print on the CDs. And we made 30, I think 30 different live albums. And then the people just, they would ask for them and we'd give them to them for free. And instead of you know taking out ads or uh you know facebook ads and cramming that shit down people's throat we actually just made discs and people handed see and some people didn't have them and you know we try to turn those into soundboards and and give them you know the digital files and stuff like that but it was uh yeah it was a very uh one-to-one thing where where people were just you know telling people about what was going on and and I think we we've grown just a super strong fan base that way, and it's it's uh it makes it all that more exciting. But I I just hope when we do go on Spotify, it just the floodgates open and it explodes. You know, I'm I'm excited to to have because there's so many people on Spotify that we've never we've never been able to uh, reach. So that'll be an interesting day. And you know, speaking of that. Um, I know when you announced the three-year anniversary show at um, Soundcheck Studios, part of it was that you were going to take some time to be working on the studio album. Um, The neighbor community would have me lynched if I didn't ask what the status of the album is at this point. (laughs) I have a feeling Tim Mastika has been feeding you questions. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, No, I... I, um the me and the guys we went in <coughs> we went in uh to a recording studio in springfield and we recorded um most of the uh we did all the tracking there and then um we went to uh dimension sound in uh, jamaica plain and we finished uh the tracking for the record um we um we were very excited with with the 12 tunes that we got um and we started mixing it. We're basically halfway done to three quarters of the way done mixing it. And we have a, a very uh, excellent um, mixing engineer working on the project. His name's Paul Coldry. And uh, Paul worked on a lot of great Boston bands, um, Pixies and Bostones. He, he did Pablo Honey by Radiohead. Um, and uh he's doing the neighbor record which is uh which is very exciting and we've just absolutely loved the mixes that we've got back so far so 
now I think, uh, you know, we're just trying to finish it up and get, you know, get the three tunes that we really want mixed and mastered and then um, probably get those three tunes out, start uh, pitching to uh, some labels and and most likely put them on Spotify to, to hype up the record. So it's, um, you know, the other thing is we're just, we're trying to, trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, that thing like pay for the rest of it. So <laughs> sure. we kind of, we kind of, uh, fell short in that category. So we're, we're trying to finish up, uh, finish that up to, cause we want to print vinyl and we're going to have CDs and we're going to, uh, we're going to have to still do like all the graphic design for the, for the record, but we know what we're doing and, uh, and we're all excited about it. So it's just a matter of, uh, you know, I think we're going to do a pre-sale for the record and, and hopefully people will, you know, pick it up in advance and be able to help us out to, to, to finish this damn thing. <laughs> uh, knowing your fan base, I would imagine they will. And yeah. earlier you talked about, all the songs that you've written, all this huge repertoire. How do you pick what 12 songs that you want to introduce yourself to a new audience with? Yeah. Um, that was extremely difficult because, you know, for us, we've been playing a lot of, we've been playing a lot of the older songs, um, you know, from the, that we played from the start, we've been playing them forever. And, you know, for us, the more exciting music um, that we've been performing is, you know, obviously it's the newer tunes because that's kind of usually how it works because we just get all excited about newer songs and what we can sure. do with them. And But um, we just put everything in front of us and we said, you know, what is, uh, what would be, what would just be exciting for a new fan, an old fan, um, somebody who's never, ever heard of us, who might be flipping through Spotify and, you know, come across a tune and then, you know, and then go and listen to the rest of the record. And what is it, what is it that really um, connects somebody to neighbor? Um, and we just went with a diverse catalog because, you know, that's what neighbor is. It's um, when we play live, our live experience, it's not just like, we don't go full throttle, you know, rock, 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 or funk, 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 or jam, jam, jam. It's, you know, everybody's having a different day. Um, and, you know, you're going to have, you can have anywhere from 30 to, you know, 3,000 people in an audience at any point in time. And nobody's having the same day. And, you know, people react to different songs, you know, differently. And the beauty of music for us is how, you know, how it affects you emotionally and, um, and I think we try to we try to make our shows like a, a wave um, where you know it's exciting at times, it's weird at times, it's scary at times, it's sad at times, it's beautiful at times, and you know that's that's what music is for us. Um, and we decided to try to you know encapsulate that feeling um, in this record. So that's uh, that's how we chose our our tunes. Well, I look forward to seeing what that is all about. I very much look forward to seeing you guys at Into the Sun and uh, seeing, seeing Soundcheck. Um, thank you so much for your time, Ricky. Yeah. I thank wish you, you guys thank you all, so much. all the best. Uh, and, and we'll be following along from, from 
into the sun on September 9th to 11th and well beyond. Can't wait to see how this story continues because it's been amazing to watch. Thank you very much, Scotty. Man, I, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, partnering up and and having us be a part of uh, of of this whole thing down at Soundcheck. And we couldn't ask to be with uh, with the better group. So um, we're looking forward to the 9th, 10th, and 11th. We can't see. I uh, wait to see you guys down there. special episode of the Jambase podcast. Thanks to Ricky for taking the time to chat. Jambase and Neighbors Into the Sun 2022 runs from September 9th to 11th at Soundcheck Studios in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Head to intothesun2022.com to purchase tickets. Thanks to Jake Alexander for producing this episode and check back on Thursday for this week's regular episode with another interview I can't wait for you to hear. Have fun and go see live music and hopefully that's with us at Into the Sun 2022.